You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again at The Science of Superpowers. We have another really delightful conversation today with the author of the book, The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. So I know I've got your attention now. Um, And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guest and about this topic before we jump in. We're going to talk today about interweaving faith in everything. And, And as you know, you know, one of my passions is making sure that we are really getting clear with ourselves about what we believe, like where, because that dictates where, where we create from and where we create from dictates the world that we get to live in alone and with each other, you know, what we get to experience. And, and so for those of us who are really very interested in creating a, an enjoyable experience here for ourselves, um, this is the conversation at, at the root of that is, is ultimately we have to walk it back to what do we really believe about who we are why we're here and, 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 and all of that fun meaning of life stuff. And while it may sound like it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, finding your next job or deciding where you're going to live or, you know, what career or should you marry this person or should you stay with this person, right? Maybe it does, maybe that seems like those conversations happen in a vacuum outside of that. And they often do. And, and, and I, I propose that that's part of the reason why people feel so confounded about them and don't know how to, kind of get ahead of that. And, and so we're going to talk today about the value of and the importance of and kind of how to interweave faith, um, how, to, how to thread that into to everything. And, and for those of you who aren't real sure you like that word faith, right, you can certainly replace that with love, with truth, with um, connection, with, with the divine, with, with all kinds of ways to describe it. But ultimately, it's, it's the willingness to, to align yourself with something bigger than how you've known yourself and thus knowing yourself then as that bigness. It's a beautiful dance that we all get to do here. Um, and when we do, then we, we, we start to understand things like the law of attraction and the law of reciprocity and how divine design works and, and why we've been butting up against it all this time. And so this is a pretty big conversation. We're going to chunk it down a little bit um, because, because Sigard is such a beautiful, beautiful um, embodiment of this, 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 amalgamation of, of worlds, right? This, this walk of faith, this divine energy, you can feel, you'll feel as soon as he, as he, as he starts speaking and, 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 and tied into these very practical rooted worlds. He has a PhD in biochemistry. I mean, so, so, so the, this is the kind of work that's being done. And, and I just feel so incredibly honored to be able to sit in this space and to invite in these conversations. So, Settle in and 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 relax and be ready to receive and welcome and join me in welcoming Sai to the show. Sai, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having. Me. Oh, absolutely, our pleasure. We're going to start with our quintessential question here: What are your superpowers, and how are you using them for good? <laughs> well, um, I haven't yet gotten to the point where I can really admit to myself that I have superpowers, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think if I had to uh, describe something that I think I do well and for good, it, it would be writing. Uh, but I think of it more as channeling the word of, of the Holy Spirit, which which infuses me at times, not always. Mm-hmm. 
some of my writing is mediocre, but when it's good, <laughs> I like it. And, uh, and I think other people have liked it as well. <laughs> At least they've told me so. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's one. Uh, I, I, I think that another one uh, is music. Uh, I I grew up in a family where there, a lot of music was played and listened to, and um, that was sort of a, a the since since my family were also strong atheists, music sort of served as a I would say a substitute for anything spiritual. Uh, mm. Didn't have any other kind of spirituality, so music was, always was very has been very important to me, and we'll probably discuss that a little bit more when we talk about interweaving faith and in, in many things. Uh, what I what I really uh, think is important in my case is that as I became a scientist, and as you said, I I was a, actually a very active research scientist for most of my life. Uh, I also was able at some point to understand that um, just being one thing, although sometimes it's a path to success if you really work very hard at one particular thing and don't do anything else. But I think that success can often be hollow if you are ignoring other aspects of life, which are really important. They may not Mm. seem to be at an early age, but everyone I know, uh, including myself, um, has discovered at some point that, you know, there, there are other measures of success which are far more important than, you know, mm-hmm. uh, material and worldly success. I, I love that you said that. I, I, I do think that there's an inevitable point that um, through the actualization process, given how most of us are programmed in you know, uh, develops societies, if you will, that where you, you kind of hit a point of, but what else, right? Like what else right. is there? And, and for me, it's like, I had to check a lot of boxes. Like I, I really thought that, you know, I matriculated through school. I was always, you know, smart, right. Gifted, like excelled programs, you know, graduate from the honors college, graduate the master's degree. And it was just kind of this assumption that you just keep checking boxes right and it's like w- without really stopping going like to what end right and and and, exactly. and at that point it was to get a good job and i remember the moment i think i've talked about this before on the show but uh, it bears witness again because i was a counter intel age i was running around chasing spies and it's like i remember the moment i i, I sat there and realized and yet it's still just a job Right. right. Yes, it was national security. Yes, I, I, I stood behind it. Yes, I believed in what I was doing. But at the end of the day, when I was really, really honest with myself, there was something missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went, you know, and found my husband and, and we had our daughter. And, and, and even that was amazing. But I remember a moment there where I looked him in the face and I said, raising her cannot be everything for me. Like, and it broke my heart to say that. And I was like, what am I saying? Like, she's amazing. Like, I, what, what else could I want? And it wasn't speaking to any sort of deficit of, of material things. It was me. Like, I didn't know where to find that wholeness for me. And I was so close, which was why, you know, sometimes those layers come off right at right, right as you burst into to your wholeness. But it, um, it was so important for me to say, yes, I have the most amazing life ever. And yet there was something that was missing. And, and, and some people describe it as like this God shaped hole in your heart, right? It's like, it's like you, you know, where's the fullness of you. And if we're not willing to look beyond the material, 
we we won't find it. And and what we, you know, once you stay in that long enough, that world becomes so much more real. Um, and you start to look at the caricature, the 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 cartoon as I, I described as like a, a perpetual funhouse, right? When you, when I start looking out at the world, like do, 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 you know, people like playing their little roles and the and all of the threads of like, wait, what is going on here? Because when you have a vantage point that's in alignment with the divine, you can see things, and you you kind of get Plato's allegory of the cave, right? You get the matrix. And it's like, wait, there's this is like a surface level existence until you interweave kind of that divine energy into things but it's it's i love your story and your book about walking that path from being an atheist can you maybe for folks who are like eh, you know i don't they're they're not totally sold on this notion that's not true all of our people are, are in alignment so so the the question would be now is how how do you do that how do you like i get it i believe it i want that but my life is so not that, mm-hmm. where do I even start? Well, I think maybe a key thing is, is the idea of openness, to, to be really open to the world, to everything that's, that's out around you and, that, and that's trying to tell you things. The, the story I like to use, uh, and I don't believe it's in the book, but I, I've told it a few times, is I was driving one time uh, in, in a place I didn't know in the middle of the country, and I was trying to find a, a particular location. It was very dark. It was pouring rain, thunderstorm. I was very nervous. Uh, I couldn't see where I was going. I didn't know where I was, where I was going. I couldn't get to a map. This is before GPS. <laughs> and uh, I had the radio on because I, I often listen, as I said before, I love music. And I was listening to some music, but I didn't hear it because I was so distracted by all my worries and concerns and you know, driving the car and watching out for traffic and wondering where I was and on the verge of panic. I didn't hear anything. And all of a sudden, I heard the music. And it dawned on me that this music was beautiful. I had never heard it before. Mm -hmm. And I had missed so much of it. (laughs) And I pulled over the car, I stopped the car, and I closed my eyes, and I listened to the music for about 15 minutes until it ended. Mm -hmm. And then I just drove right to where I had to go. It was you know, Beautiful. two miles away. And that lesson, that that experience taught me that lesson that, you know, I think we spend a lot of our lives that way. We're, we're so busy. We're so involved in so many things. And, and it's not that we shouldn't be involved. We do have to be careful. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to, you know, fight back panic. But we also need those times when we just stop and listen, listen, and, and we may hear music, we may hear the voice of God, we may hear something. And, and if we're open to that, we will get a lot of guidance and a lot of just spiritual enrichment that we're not expecting. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. We're going to cut to a quick break. I want to, I want to touch on a couple of things that you, you talked about here, but before we go, um, where can people go to find out more about you? Well, I do have a website, which is Cygart, my full name, uh, .com. And there you can find, uh, obviously, links to the book if, if you like, but also uh, you can sign up for my, a newsletter. And uh, if you want to know anything about me, it's all there in various uh, tabs. So 
Cygar.com. Beautiful. And we'll have a link to that on the episode page, folks. And for our world over here, make sure you know what your next step is on the path. If you're hanging out in the network and listening to one of the episodes a day, tuning yourself, um, you've been in the middle of step one, and you might be ready for step two, which is our IM series, which are our videos, our weekly videos where you can learn with us. That's where you can start to integrate some of these concepts into your life. Again, that's our gift to you. It's completely free. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to superpowerexperts.com and click on step two. And for those of you who've been camping out in step two, start looking at step three into coming into those programs. You'll know when you're ready, follow your residence. But for now, stay with us because we're talking with Sigard about interweaving faith in everything. And we are going to be right back after this break. Stay here. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the science of superpowers. And we're talking today with Saigard about interweaving faith in everything. And Sai, before the break, you gave some amazing advice about openness and really the willingness to to just be present and to to kind of be expansive. You're talking about music, and we have a we have a running joke in our house when when um you know a very appropriate song comes on, you know, we say God's playing DJ. Um, and it's, it's (laughs) remarkable what, you know, if you allow it to spirit, will use everything in your existence to communicate with you. And it, um, it becomes a really intimate, beautiful dance that you get to do in every moment of your life. And so, so thinking about things like, well, you know, where am I being distracted or where am I in my head, you know, is wonderful for me. It was, um, I had to really exercise a willingness to play. I think that's, you know, because of the superpower conversation and, um, you know, that wasn't really innate to me. Like that wasn't something I'd grown up with. It was kind of weird and I didn't know anything about it. And I didn't understand the science and or the sci-fi and the fantasy world. Like everything was just weird coming into this space and, and, and everything, what I kept hearing was just play, just play. And I, and I think it was my invitation to come out of that really, you know, that world that I had been in the counter Intel world, um, which was incredibly challenging. You know, you, you had to lie about who you were and what you were doing and, um, you know, relationships were impossible unless they happened to be with somebody in the field, which was very difficult <laughs> for many reasons. So it was, you know, there was all of these dynamics, which were um, leading me to identify in things that weren't really well-founded, um, which, you know, I would, I would say anything that, that isn't founded in, in faith or the divine or some sort of, um, construct like that is really not well founded, and and but it but I didn't see it. You know, oftentimes we don't see it when we're in it, and so so for your journey and this continued ongoing exploration that you're in, like what were what were some of the like, and maybe this is totally putting you on the spot, and if it is, we could just bypass it. But but I wonder if you have like weird like moments of like of of, of realizations that you're like, how did I not see that before? Because it's so like obvious. It, but but if 
feel kind of funny. I, I'm thinking you can relate. Yeah, absolutely. I, could, <laughs> I mean, I, I could go on for hours on that one. <laughs> I oh, mean, <laughs> some of them. I, I think I mentioned some of them in my book, but I, you know, I had I had some very strong moments where unexpectedly I I something happened and I and I didn't know what it was and I <laughs> it, it seemed to be you know something about God something about Christ or about the spirituality and I rejected it out mm-hmm. of hand but the most important one was when I was 16 actually and I was uh very atheistic and I was dating a girl who um unbeknownst to me was a Christian she didn't mm-hmm. tell me <laughs> But she brought me to see a movie called The Gospel According to St. Matthew, which was an Italian film. And there is a scene at the end of it where uh, it's Jesus is being buried in the tomb and there's a very somber Russian mass being played. And this goes on for a few minutes. And then at some point, the stone is rolled back. The tomb is empty and the music does an abrupt shift to um, a, a beautiful African mass. You know, it's lilting. It's just gorgeous. And I mm. had such an emotional response uh, that I had got shivers. And for about two mm. minutes, I believed that this was all true. <laughs> wow. And then I said to myself, now this is just a trick of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of the music. Uh, and I know I'm very emotional when it comes to music and that, and it wasn't, but the reality is it it yeah that that's right i am emotional and i do respond to music but this was a message and it mm. the truth of the message i later was discovered uh and and look back at that moment as one of those early uh, <laughs> early mm. signs that i just you know refused to acknowledge as real wow i love that you said it it's interesting because i i grew up in a in a christian home and i didn't realize just how foundational my relationship with god was because it, mm. it was kind of rocky and there were but but i think it, it felt rocky for me but in retrospect i never i never disengaged like i never mm. like like god was right there with me with all the silly things i was doing and and so so for me, it was weird it, coming into this space. It was more trusting the really the superpowers of, of mm-hmm. it all in the sense of like the intuition component. And and I remember sitting in, um, we were renting a, a, an apartment at the time and um, Neva was really, really young and had gone next door to play with a, a, another little girl. And Justin and I were just sitting there. I think we were working and, and all of a sudden I heard run and I was like, mm-hmm. what? And I'm looking, I'm like, did you say something? He goes, no. And I'm like, he goes, what'd you hear? And I said, run. You know, luckily, Justin and I were very, we had very good communication. We were both kind of on this journey together. In fact, our vows were all written around walking toward oneness together. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were very conscious of what we had entered into together. And and he's like, well, do we? And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to stick around and find out. Like, So, so we just <laughs> got Neva and we said, hey, we're getting it. We grabbed Neva. We grabbed the dog. We got in the car and we just started driving. He goes, where are we going? I'm like, north. He goes, okay. And we just started driving north. And it was like, what is going on here? And it was so bizarre. And it, and, and what, what we really had to sit with was we don't, we don't know. Um, in that moment, we didn't know. And we had to be okay with maybe never having proof. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. that's why we don't trust our intuition. Right. Is our minds tickle and we want we want proof. We want logic. We don't want to seem silly right. or foolish. Like what 
what would anybody think? Like you just grabbed your daughter and your dog and got in the car. What for? Like, like to what end? And, and it's, and now of course I'm like, well, cause God said, and I don't question it. <laughs> like I don't like mm-hmm. anymore, but, but I didn't have that necessarily that conscious awareness then. Um, and, and so we drove and, and we just kind of kept talking about, would we, without proof, are we willing to operate in faith? And, and, and it felt like that was sort of the test there. And of course, when we came back, we found that there had been an altercation, um, in the home next door where Neva had been in. Um, Mm -hmm. and so there was, we got the proof, but we, but we couldn't need it. Right. And, and I contend that it was only Mm -hmm. because Justin and I were willing to have that conversation together and say, is there anything that could happen when we go back home that would make us feel foolish right now for having done this? And, and, and what are we going to let it? And, and in that kind of commitment, when we came back, of course, we got the proof and that really started this, um, journey, this conscious journey I was on where, where if I operate in, in faith, then I always get to understand, Right. but I don't, I don't get to understand if I wait to understand before operating in faith. And so, so, and, and that was my dance with God, you know, that was my forging and, and, and it's, it's different for everybody perhaps, but it, um, but for me, it was very clearly, am I willing to play with this concept? In in my case, see that that's a, it's, it was very different because I did not grow up with faith or even the concept of faith. So I, even though I had those experiences, like the one I mentioned, I was not, I needed proof. I needed evidence. Mm -hmm. I was never going to break out of my atheism, no matter how many experiences I had. And, Mm -hmm. and that's where it actually, that's where the science comes in. Because although many people may be surprised to hear this, I now truly believe as, as a real, you know, (laughs) functioning scientist (laughs) that science leads us to faith. And it led me to break the wall, crumble the wall of, of resistance that I had mm-hmm. to even thinking about faith as an option. And, and that happened while I was learning the basics of biochemistry. I remember uh, to this day learning about some very complicated processes that go on in cells and thinking, wait a minute, no, this is, this is not possible. How did this happen? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as I continued to study and learn and do my own research because I, I was a research scientist in, in biochemistry. Um, more and more, I began reading and, and finding out things that just didn't fit with mm-hmm. the idea that I had of a purely materialistic, naturalistic world where everything is explainable and everything makes sense. And that was not the case at all. And <laughs> I, yeah, I had to say, well, there's something else then. Okay, maybe it's not God, because I still didn't believe in God. But mm-hmm. there's something else besides all of this. There's Spirituality is not wrong. There's something going on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that breakdown of that wall is what allowed me to pull the car over and listen to what I had not been listening to. And at that point, the Holy Spirit came in and... Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit had been there all the time, but I hadn't been willing to hear or listen, pay attention. And now I was. And <clears throat> once that happened, I was eventually brought to faith. And the, and the details of that are, are in my book. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I some people have, have said to me, you know, as you started, as you were saying, that that they grew up in, in, a, in a faithful family and a, a church going family, or at least a religious family, or at least they had some concept 
of the mm-hmm. idea of things other than the material world. And uh, they've, they've said things like, well, you know, that's too bad that you didn't have that. But my feeling is, and this is not just for me, I've seen this in other atheists who were grew up as atheists, but later came to faith. And in some ways, I'm very thankful for that process because the amazing feeling that happens when you've spent your whole life in darkness and then someone turns on the light is not Mm -hmm. something that you can easily get if you've lived in light or at least you've seen light and you know what it is. And in, in my case, it was pretty much like someone being born blind, you know, recovering their sight. And that, that Mm -hmm. the force of that is what is driving me this to this day. And, and that will never stop. I love that you mentioned that because I think that it also bears witness that it, you know, with that as the background, the framework was there, but I wasn't living my faith. Um, Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of people, especially in religious circles, um, who profess to believe in God still keep so much from him and, and the the it's really what we've pieced together is it, it a lot of times it's done from a sense of responsibility right like like it's it, as an adult it's irresponsible to think that god's gonna handle everything right we just it's like a weird like we have to be responsible and and of course you you know there there is guided action you, you do you do have to to do the things the difference though is is the way i describe it is like if i look to God first and let God look at everything, then I get to see, he gets to tell me how to see everything. Um, it's, it's not, and then I still have to do the things, but I, but it's not, I don't have to think about it. Like I don't have to, it's like, it's not on me to figure out it's, it's on me to listen. It's on me to receive. It's on me to, to be willing to, to see the affirmations or the course corrections. If, if I'm off track, it's, it's a, it is a dance. And, um, but prior to that, you know, like I said, I had a, you know, graduated from the honors college, I had a master's degree in critical thought and, and areas around that. And I, and then I became a counter intel agent. So, so I, I spent a lot of time and money developing my mind and all that goes along with that, almost to the detriment of faith, because then mm-hmm. that became the idolization, right? Was intellect. Um, and again, I love what you're saying because even though I had those experiences, I think it actually makes my faith so much stronger now. Because mm-hmm. I don't have to wonder. I turned all those stones over. I looked. I thought I could do right, it all on my right. own. And and even right. though I was talking with God, it wasn't. I never expected Him to do anything. Right? <laughs> like like I had to do it all. And, and it sounds silly because it's like, wait, then what was I believing in? But I, I did. I didn't see it modeled. I didn't. I didn't have a, a an active prayer life. I didn't even think to go to prayer when I was pondering something. You know, it's like what, then what was I doing with it? You know, but, but again, you can kind of feel silly now maybe, but, but I do see the value in um, just what you're talking to. And, and, and another dynamic I know a lot of our listeners grapple with is um, a lot of them have been exposed to what we call like the spiritual or the woo woo communities, mm-hmm. which is more of the metaphysical kind of new age components. And they have a concept of spirit that doesn't have the personal relationship to it. And so there's this essence, right? We don't, those of us who, who aren't real comfortable claiming God or Christ or anything along those lines, 
in certain social circles during certain aspects of our development, <laughs> um, we tend to broaden it, right? Oh, it's energy. It's the universe. It's the cosmos. It's all of these right. things. And that's wonderful. And it's expansive. And it's that's true also. But there's a challenge with that because at some point we have to bring it home. We have to be able to personalize it. And it's really difficult to do if you don't feel like you have an actual relationship with whatever that element is. And the more abstract it is, the more Mm -hmm. difficult it is to develop a relationship. I contend that was Christ's whole mission, right? To make it available, right? We had to see it in action because most of us didn't get that model. Um, exactly. I, I, I mean, I, I spent many years in that, I wouldn't call it a wilderness, but I spent many years wandering in that space of spirituality, looking into, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> I knew that spirituality was important, but I didn't know what to do with it. And, you know, I, I was reading things about Buddhism and I was reading things yeah. about you know, lots of new age ideas. And so all that's very familiar to me. And 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 then somebody, I mean, I had help. Somebody uh, started asking me if I'd read the Gospels, and of course not. I have not. And so <laughs> I started to, and I remembered that movie I had seen, which it was about. And uh, and as I was reading the Gospels, I I what struck me was this idea that a spiritual being, namely God was actually walking on the earth and talking to people and doing things. And uh, that, that, I mean, I often say that I became a Christian even before I became a theist <laughs> because I wasn't sure that I believed in God. But when I started realizing that Jesus Christ was actually a real person who lived and walked and taught and died and came back from the dead, if all of that is real, that is something, as you were just saying, that is something that you can have a relationship with, uh, that you can have a relationship with Jesus himself. You can have a relationship with the story and with the stories he told and with the immense changes that his his new way of looking at things had in the world. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and all of that is just it was just overwhelming for me and i and i realized well i guess god must be real because i believe in jesus christ <laughs> mm-hmm. and well, and, and it's, yeah i love i love that you're giving voice to that and and i think it's important to note folks that that you know the bible is is, is a phenomenal tool if you let god speak to you through it otherwise right, it, it right. gets put i mean it might as well collect dust right and, i mean that's true of all of the amazing ways that god has spoken through so many guided people to 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 talk to us to say hey mm-hmm. hey hey, i'm here and and i mean we see it everywhere i mean we we can be watching you know marvel movies and we hear god like like uh-huh. in everything like that's what but because we're looking for it we seek it out and and at some point i had to be okay with the fact that believing is seeing and, 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 and really grasp that I get to create the world. I get to say what's real for me and what's not. And then that dictates the world I see. And, 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 and it doesn't mean that it's less real. Um, in fact, that that's the only thing that becomes real. And I, and I offer to all of you who are listening to this saying, yeah, but I just don't know if I can trust that, if I can believe in that to recognize that you're already believing in something it's right. just the opposite of that. And and your belief makes that real also. 
and, and most of us came to that without conscious thought, right? Those were programs that we took on before we really knew how to have those conscious thoughts. And so, so you owe it to yourself to say, what are the things that I believe that I don't even know that I believe, but they're shaping my reality and they're informing my relationships and they're, and they're telling me inadvertently, subversively who I believe myself to be. Um, it is worth just taking that journey and saying, what if, what if I'm believing mm-hmm. things about myself that, that don't have to be true and that if I let God speak to me, or if I, maybe that's too far of a reach for you right now, if I let spirit move through me, or if I just open myself up to the universe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll see something a little bit different. Maybe I'll see myself differently. Um, and, and, and you can, you can use a lot of different mechanisms to do that, but, but I do, I kind of side with you in the sense that I don't, you know, if you know God, then, then, you, then, you know, Christ, like, I don't, I don't know how you can separate those two, but that's very different from, believe you know from 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 kind of taking up a, a christian mantle right like it there there's a there's a there's there's following christ you know and and, and his teachings and, and and seeing that for what that is and then there's the the doctrine and the religions and you know everybody's kind of got to reconcile that for themselves in that walk um I, I i love we could go on for days but but let's go ahead and, and wrap it up for for this conversation i'm sure we'll have many more um but for this one let's leave folks with just you know, it, it, around the idea of interweaving faith into everything, we've we've hit on a few points, like like seeing it in in, in the day to day, seeing it through music, seeing it through through your work, recognizing when when the career path that you're on or or what you've been studying is lacking, when something's missing from that. Um, what's one more practical piece of advice we can offer to folks to take with them and hold in their hearts of ways that they can start to perhaps know God on a more personal level? Well, I, I think, you know, what you were just saying about uh, about listening and, and paying attention and, I, is, you know, also reflected what I had said earlier. But I think another aspect of that is to be critical. It's important to be critical. Uh, you don't want, you know, if, if somebody says something and you, you don't like what it is or you hear, you read something uh, and you don't, you don't agree with it, it doesn't, doesn't you know, resonate with you, uh, the chances are you're probably right. It, it's not something that you need to pay attention to, but you also might be wrong. And I think an important thing for everyone is to understand, and, and I work on this all the time, uh, because <laughs> I tend to occasionally, um, you know, be absolutely certain that I'm right. And, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, luckily, I, I uh, have been corrected often enough to know <laughs> that that's not the case. And it it's okay to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that we we all need to understand. It that we're not we're not life is not a test. We don't have mm-hmm. to score. You know, a great a great grade. We can be wrong. We can make a mistake. And what we need, it's what we do with that that counts. Do we learn from it? Do we, does, does sometimes the mistakes we made are, are God's way of reaching out to us and, and saying, okay, well, you tried that. Look what happened. Uh, what did you learn from that? <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I've done that a lot. 
I'm not done with doing it. I mean, I will have to do it all the time. I, I think the last time it happened to me was uh, this morning, actually. So, you know. Nice and uh, fresh in your mind. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a daily occurrence. So I think, I think if we can, if we can, you know, accept the fact that whatever we think is right might end up being wrong. And, and that, and that applies to everything. I mean, I'm, I've always said that, you know, when I began to become a Christian and I believed it completely. And if somebody, if somebody once asked me in an interview, well, what if I could actually prove to you that Jesus Christ never existed, would you still be a Christian? And I'd say, well, if you proved it, no, I wouldn't, but I don't think you're going to be able to prove it. So. Uh, but you know, that, that's, we will know the truth when the time comes and hopefully it will come later rather than sooner. But at some point we will know the truth and I'm sure absolutely beyond doubt that it will be very surprising. Hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I love, I love the approach and, and you may not be ready yet to, to, to claim that you have superpowers, but we'll claim those for you. We absolutely <laughs> know that you have superpowers and we know you're using them for good and we appreciate that you are and just, just being willing to be transparent in your walk and sharing that, the, the, that, that takes courage. And, and we truly hold that um, in the light that it's in. And, and we, we appreciate you, you doing your part. Let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you one more time. Uh, yeah, well, my website is Sigart, my name, which is S-Y-G-A-R-T-E, Sigart.com. And uh, my book, which is available all over is uh, uh, the works of his hands: a scientist's journey from atheism to faith. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. I think that's it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, folks. Make sure you go check those out. We'll have links on the episode page. Um, take this to heart, folks. So really listen to this and, and recognize that you can start to open that space up even more. It doesn't matter where you're at in your faith walk. There's there's always more, right? There's always more. So. So continue to expand and grow, and we appreciate you and your loyalty. Go to superpowerexperts.com and make sure you know what step you're on on the path and what your next step is so that you can start visioning forward into to when you're going to take that in order to unlock your superpowers and have that impact that your heart's wanting to have, that con contribution you want to make from that place. We are here for you to support you in that journey. We appreciate you listening and you sharing this with others who, who are looking for hope and bigger conversations and, and, and just want to rely and trust in that. Um, that's really what the network serves. And we appreciate you sharing it with others. Until next time, we love you all. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.